0: If you are in a relationship and you're continuously fighting over and over, making up and then fighting again, my guest today, India Lee, is gonna go into the reason, the deep reason why it keeps coming up and how to heal it. Let's get into it. All right, everyone, welcome to Heal Thyself. We've done so many shows and so many moments of appreciation, but why not one more? Thank you so much for joining the show. All the love, all the joy, all the peace. My heart is open to receive all the gifts as is yours. This show is going to be good. I have my own personal healer. Now look, I got a handful of healers, right? I got the physical, I got the doctor. Doctors got to have a doctor, right? I got a doctor healer. I got an energetic healer. I got some emotional healers, right? We we have different bodies, spiritual healer. Now guess what? My energetic spiritual healer is here on the show. I got India Lee. Now I've always been open to understanding that health is more than just the physical body. For many years, I've been saying this and I look like I had three heads, but now in medicine, it is catching up. We are finally understanding that there's a mental emotional body because we're talking about mental health, but soon we're gonna be talking about the emotional into the spiritual body because we have different parts of us. And when they're not all in alignment, they all suffer. Usually we'll see the physical suffer last and most pronounced. So that's when we go to the doctor. But if we're connected to the subtleties of what's happening in our body, if we're connected to the emotional, the mental, and even the spiritual, then theoretically we can prevent all of the things we're suffering with. And this is the beauty of it. I have India, she's my spiritual healer. So when it comes to spiritual healing, it brings on the question of, what are we connected to? Because if we're not connected to the things around us, nature, if we don't feel the presence of a tree, right? We just pass it. If we don't feel the presence of a plant, if we don't feel the presence of the animal, the consciousness, the soul within all of them, then we're disconnected from our own nature. So this is fundamental, fundamental. And I know there's not many shows and I've not done many shows on this, but it's gonna be a very, very important show for you to tune into. Because not only is she gonna tell us and teach us about our own connection to the bigger picture, right? Consciousness, what is our own connection, non-separatism to all things that we experience, but also we're gonna cover one of my favorite topics across the board, masculine and feminine polarities. This is fundamental to relationships. It doesn't matter if it's partnership, it doesn't matter if it's friendship, business, it doesn't matter relationships, relationships are grounded and rooted in polarity. Now, if you're in a loving relationship, in a partnership, in a marriage, whatever you're in, you have to listen to this show. We talk about what the polarities of masculine and feminine look like. We all have masculine and feminine energies, men and women, right? And these energies are dictating our balance. A lot of us are in balance. Actually, I would bear to say most of us are in balance with our masculine and feminine energies. India is gonna go into what they are, how the imbalance looks, and how in relationship it comes up. You see, for me, this is what I truly believe. The root of so many disagreements and fights that we have in relationship are rooted in one of two things. Deep repressed emotions that have been unexpressed, unresolved, and for an opportunity to help balance our masculine and feminine polarities. How many women out there are overworking? Non-stop, can't stop. They're just going and going and going in today's society and the way we structure is for you to go and achieve and do and do and be boss babes and great. But how many of you come home and still have to do that with the kids and with your life outside of work? If that's the case, there might be some space for more softness, more receiving, more surrender, more opening, more creativity, more sensuality. And not only for women, men. How many of us are go, 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 right? Domineering, competitive, right? The the CEO, right? Think about the CEO who's just super aggressive and wanting to take over and take over and take over that energy of being so disconnected from the heart. We got to bring more softness to our lives. We really do. And here, with India, she's gonna give us that roadmap. I love this woman. She has been so healing to me. I talked to her once a quarter, sometimes twice a quarter. And when she's telling me what's going on in my, in my life energetically, she is so on point. I'm like, this woman's gotta be some sort of wizard. I'm really excited to have her on. And for today's knowledge bomb, we got a special knowledge bomb. It's only available on YouTube. This is a visual knowledge bomb. We put it on YouTube because it was a visual experience. My friend Curtis, and I set up a breath work in the beautiful mountains of Malibu with some beautiful shots. And we took the crew from Heal Thyself into the mountains. For many of them, their first time doing breath work. And it was fantastic. So here's a beautiful thing. You could check it out on YouTube, check out the Knowledge Bomb. You're gonna see not only what breath work is, you're gonna have some beautiful visuals and see What happens when these breathwork practice unfolds? A lot of us have somatic reactions, but you can also try it yourself. Breathwork sweeping the nation, so many people love it. It's really powerful. It's one of the fastest ways to get into your body. Make sure it's indicated for you, make sure it's safe for you. But if and when you try it out, it's gonna be fantastic. Check out that knowledge bomb only on YouTube. And let's get to this super, I'm so excited to have her on, this special interview with India Lee. All right, everyone. Look, Heal Thyself is about addressing all of the facets of human health. And it would be silly if we only focused on the physical. There's so many other shows that you can listen to for that. right? And that's why we talk a lot about the emotional, the mental, the stuff that I love. And you all know that that's part of my work on the one-on-ones, on on the group classes. Something that I've been very passionate about is the emotional mental health. But to be truly holistic, we always have to address the spiritual side too. There's spiritual, mental, emotion, and physical planes which all create our holistic experience of this world. Now today, I got a special guest. I got my own spiritual teacher. India Lee is incredible. She is fantastic. She is every superlative that I can describe. When it comes to talking on a spiritual level, connecting to a spiritual level, you know when someone talks to you and you feel that you know your heart says yes, but your brain's like, I don't know if I understand this, but your heart intuitively feels it? It's that type of stuff. So she is a spiritual teacher and an intuitive reader and someone that I've been connecting with fairly recently, but more so as a guide in my own spiritual healing and why I'm in this world. So with more spiritual guidance, what we need in this world, welcome. India, to the show, Heal Thyself.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. Um, you know, the first time that we chatted on the phone, there was some stuff, really, really powerful stuff that you were reading, that you were uh, foreseeing, that you were ex- talking to me about. And, and for me, I've always been skeptical, man. you got to see, it's like, it, it takes me a lot for me to sit down and talk to someone of your capacity because there's people who claim to have that capacity and claim to talk to you on these levels. But after we spoke, I know that it was the real deal and it was really powerful for me. And it wasn't a self-fulfilling prophecy type deal. It was, whoa, that's true that you're talking about the past. How did you know that? And more importantly, where I'm going in the future. So thank you for being on the show. I have a question for you right from the get-go, okay? When it comes to our own spiritual healing, our relationships, partnerships, one of the most powerful ways To heal spiritually
1: absolutely yes our relationships and partnerships are mirrors and if you think back on if anyone thinks back on all your relationships you've been through each one was a mirror but what's funny is we think of a mirror and we think of just that flat mirror on the wall and we're like I see my reflection but That's not really the type of mirror we're talking about. Think about more of funhouse mirrors. You know, you've got your curvy mirror, your mirror that makes you look taller, your mirror that makes you look wider, your mirror that's all cracked. And so you see yourself in all these different ways through all these different mirrors. So when you think back, and I was actually doing this last night, thinking back on all of these relationships and how they mirror different aspects of my experience through life. And when you look at that, you can go. When you, of course, you have to get to a certain perspective where you're able to do this. But you can compile all those mirror images from all those different relationships and go, "Wow, this is me, but not really. This is aspects of me." And the more, it's almost like a puzzle. The more of those reflections you get, the more you can compile. But certainly, the most, I'll call it radical mirror, is the romantic relationship the masculine feminine dynamic. And we're not talking gender, we're just talking energies. So of course, that energies can come through whatever gender you are. But that masculine feminine energy dynamic, because that is mirroring the masculine energy balance we all have within ourselves. We are in ourselves that yin and yang, that masculine and feminine. And our life is a journey of coming into balance within those energies. And of course, it's not about perfection. It's not about let's get to this perfect 50-50 balance. But it's about learning through these relationships, through our experiences, to heal, to, to even foresee what the wounds are. So when you're in relationship, that allows you to see through what triggers you, what hurts you, what breaks your heart, what excites you, where your wounds are and where the things are that you want to get to and heal. Well, and then you can dig into why is that there in the first place? Was it conditioning from childhood? How my lens formed? How I see myself and others? Was it maybe a past life thing or you know, another experience? What Does it have to do with my karmic journey on my soul path? Does it have to do with my soul purpose? And so all of these things mm-hmm. feed into what we are seeing in those reflections. But it takes a real high level of getting to the consciousness where you can together, you know, work with those reflections, and that's what we call conscious coupling. And certainly we all, self-included, go through a lot of relationship trauma and a lot of unconscious behavior in relationships to get there, you know, and then it's a process mm. of, okay, let's dig in and do the work once we see what we're doing.
0: And that conscious coupling is the best way to see it. It's such a powerful word. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And their quality, So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alloturia Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big... big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula, Packed with antioxidants that have been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic. One of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifyShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. Either in a relationship and unconscious about what's happening, mm-hmm. or in a relationship and actually active participants into, wow, this is actually something that is very significant. And I love the vision of the funhouse mirror yeah. and them being aspects of us um, because it's not a flat mirror and sometimes it's not clean, straight edges, and there you go. There's just pieces or like a jigsaw puzzle. So in a relationship, right, let's say, you know, we're in our 20s and, and we have really volatile relationships, all the dramas, all the dramatics, all of the arguments, all of the cheatings, all of the more arguments, and then we go through life and then we get married and and we're in this relationship but still unconscious. How do people in relationships who are in a place of unconscious feel in their bodies? What are they attracting and what are they experiencing in quote-unquote unconscious coupling?
1: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I would say unfortunately, but it's not really unfortunate. It's for our good. Uh, that does come through pain. That comes through through the cycles of suffering that we notice. It comes through where we see someone going into addiction, someone going into numbing, so, you know, going into escapist behaviors, and then for many of us, it takes following that road as far as we can until something blows up in our face, or the road, the car goes off the road, and we have to face, wow, this is not going to work for me anymore. I have to release this addiction. For some of us, the addiction becomes the emotional dynamic with another person, so the addiction becomes our cycle you know, we do this, so we do, we make each other feel this way. We make each other feel really, really good. We, you know, do these roles for a while and then, oh, I'm not happy, you know, and then the, we tear each other down and the cycle begins again. And we can recognize as we feel into that and as we feel into where's this coming from, that what is really happening is we have a couple parts of ourselves that going on there we have our heart that's wanting love wanting to grow wanting to expand our, our soul um, we have that emotional and spiritual part of us that's wanting to connect to grow to to be one with this person then we have the ego mind aspect which has the conditioning has the lens has the distorted mirror that we're projecting and reflecting with the other person and that Part of us can really be quite a, a, an insidious inner, I like to call it complicit party with things that aren't good for us. And the reason that is, is because our egos want nothing more than to keep everything the same as it is so that we will not be challenged beyond what we know we can survive. So I want to look at that a little deeper. Our egos do not want us to go past What our egos, our minds know we can survive. So if our, let's just say that was a very toxic dynamic as a child, then you learned, okay, I saw this in my family. I saw this type of abuse. I technically know I can survive this environment. I don't know what's outside of this environment. So if a, a person who grew up that way is connected with someone who didn't, then the quote-unquote healthy way of being might seem threatening to the person who grew up that way because they're just is totally unfamiliar and so that's why these toxic dynamics can come into play or unhealthy dynamics imbalanced dynamics because what's safe to one person is a threat to the ego of the other person and vice versa and we don't realize that mm. that, that ego that mind is subconsciously working to put us right back where we started. So we really have to see, recognize and be willing to move past that, which is where, you know, believing in in spirit and, and that universal higher power helps you. Because when you don't know how to do something, but you only know this way is not working, that's when spirit can come in and go, all right, we're going to show you a higher plane, a higher way of connecting. And that's when you can work with a conscious partner to say, hey, let's elevate this. Let's get out of our survival mode and what we know and let's get into something that really actually helps us grow, expand, change, and and be joyful in a bigger way.
0: And it makes sense, the familiarity and the comfort that we feel in the experience of, okay, even though this is technically unsafe and very toxic, it's the only thing that I know. And I can't tell you how many times I've had clients walk into my little studio that I do the emotion releases in, and they're talking to me, and almost every single time, most of the, because I see mostly females, most of the females have a partner that mirrors the toxicity or wounded masculine of the father. Yeah. And, 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 and most of them know it. Some of them are like, wait, that makes so much sense, right? Because they're just attracting that same energy, that same experience over and over. And it, it's sort of like clockwork. It always happens. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. as we move back towards this, we have this, uh, we have this concept of the masculine and feminine polarities. And in a relationship, there might be a moment where one of the partners goes, you know what? I really wanna become more conscious about our triggers, our wounds, our egoic revalidation and protection. But the other partner might go, "Uh, what are you talking about? I'd rather just stay where I am. How often, and how do we navigate that? Is that a moment where we go, wow, this isn't gonna go anywhere, this is time to really go our separate ways, even if we've been married.
1: Right. And unfortunately, again, that, that opens up a whole ch- difficult, challenging um, road where you first have to come to respecting and releasing that other person on their path. So what we tend to do, especially with the feminine, let's get into the feminine energy. What, what we're conditioned to do as the feminine is we're conditioned that if we're loving good enough, if we're doing a, a good enough job at being the nurturer, at being the one who loves, well, we should be able to transform this this masculine. You know, we should be able to to give him whatever it is that he needs to be, all that he needs to be in the relationship, you know, all that we think he needs to be in the relationship. And so we put it on ourselves, and that's why so many, so much of the feminine journey is about now putting down burdens and you see that feminine going i'm not going to carry this anymore i'm going to put this down you know i can buy my own flowers whatever it's it's about you know putting that burden down that we've been conditioned to take on of it is your job to make your partner your children everybody happy and and be what they're supposed to be but the the conscious feminine looks at that partner and says, wait, they're not bringing what I need. They're not going to be able to bring what I need in this situation. And I need to respect their path. Maybe they need to grow in a way that I'm not bringing to, I'm not, I'm standing in the way. I think that I'm helping them and I'm actually standing in the way of them learning this lesson, flipping around. If you're the masculine energy and you're in a dynamic where you're like, man, this feminine is just in this toxic cycle. And I keep showering love and I keep showering love but I keep being pushed away or I keep being villainized or whatever it is until that masculine can learn you've been conditioned to rescue you've been conditioned to see yourself as the one who should be able to save her from this distress you know she's a damsel in distress you should be able to save her and until you go oh wait no this is her healing journey I have to respect that then no progress can be made. So we first have to release our view of our role for that other person and say, okay, what am I actually being guided in a spiritual or energy sense to do here? Well, me beating my head up against a wall and trying to change them or trying to help them or trying to make them expand or be however they to be is definitely a head up against a wall. Unfortunately, we have to do that for a long time before we get tired. And then we say, okay, that's not going to work. That's when we need to allow in the, all right, my guidance is going to show me if I should, you know, stay in this person's experience, but just change my boundaries, change what I'm going to participate in, or if I should release them and, and, you know, and just sort of, but see what we think of as releasing is to say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to close the door. And then that doesn't allow for change either. So it's a fine line of, developing your own healthy boundaries, working with your own spirit guidance of where you're needed in this, releasing the person to their journey and then not closing the door because you never know when transformation is going to happen, but at the same time, you're not supposed to you know, wait for someone else so you can move forward. So it's all about aligning with what you want. So if you are in an unhealthy dynamic and you say, all right, this person's not changing and this person doesn't have what I need, And I'm standing in this person's way to grow, but I want love and I want a partnership that brings me X, Y, and Z. The best thing you can do in that moment is sit down and get real with yourself, your own higher self, your own guidance and say, all right, this is what I want a partnership for my own ego reasons. I've attracted in something else. Maybe I just needed to grow to this point and detachment. What did they show me in this relationship? And what am I now ready for that I wasn't, whether it's from them growing or from a new person? And then you write down, these are the things in partnership that I want. And then you have to look at, am I embodying these things? Am I embodying honesty? Am I living truth? Am I making myself emotionally available and ready to receive that from someone else? And then once you're embodying these things, you can go, all right, I know that since my energy is going to attract in my reality, I'm now going to attract in this partner. If this partner can come in a transformation of this person I'm with, that will happen. But if that can't happen, it's going to come in for me and I'll be guided what what to do with this current relationship, which is completely different from how we're conditioned to handle it, which is make a decision. Are you in? Or are you out? Are you in a relationship? Or are you not? Pick a label. Are you? Are you married? Mm-hmm. Divorced? Dating? What are you? And spirit and our and our higher selves really don't care about those labels. Our you know cares about growing and you know and,
0: and yeah and the embodiment right. part of it. Right. Who's
1: growing with you? Who's reflecting your growth? And who are you able to do this work with? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that and that really resonated. The there's a lot of people that I speak to and they go, well, I, I mean, I don't want to be single again because I don't know if I'll ever find someone who's just as great and good of all the good qualities that this person who isn't growing with me or who doesn't want to grow is embodying. And and for me, it's always like taking a step back. It's like, okay, but are you embodying that? And, and that's exactly true. It's because that's your frequency either. You know, I, I just had uh, a client come in last week and she had trouble finding a partner. She still has trouble finding, I mean, I just met her. Yeah. But her energy, her energy, we went through the emotional stuff, everything, li- everything says close for business, yeah. everything. Yeah. And and of course, a man, especially because she was so in her masculine, so in her masculine, there was no softness, no surrender, no flow, no creativity, no intuition, no just that that subtle thing that men feel that wasn't being expressed. It was literally energetically a man in a a soft-looking woman, but energetically a man. This is close for business. How often are you seeing this dynamic, and why are so many women showing up in that compensation of becoming energetically a man?
1: Okay. Well, when we look at our journey as a collective, and we go back a few generations, we can see where there were generations of families, not just the women, but also the, or not just the girls, but also the boys growing up with that masculine, um, energy being either absent, you know, even if it wanted to be there, it could have been off fighting a war. It could have been off, you know, uh, traveling for a business. Cause we didn't have this technology that allows us to be around, you know, and they had to be where the work was. Um, you know, that man had to be the one doing that. And then of course, then when, um, that started to change. And the feminine energy was like, well, now I'm going to be working. Well, now we have two, you know, sort of absent energies and it starts changing. And then we start losing touch with what it does mean to be masculine and to be feminine. And then we started sort of moving through this time of, you know, well, they're equal and sort of the same, which, you know, even though we want the balance of, Power or whatever that is yes with masculine and feminine they're simply not the same you know they are complementary they are you picture that yin yang again together they're fitting together in complementary ways they're light and dark you know they're night and day so we need both of those energies and when we did kind of um devalue that we got away from understanding what connection is about now I believe that, or I see, that the the um, gender revolution we're going through is really important because what it's doing is helping each and every person understand their own inner balance. So whether you are, you know, gay, transgender, cis, whatever you are, you're having to feel into, what is my balance of energies? You know, even non-binary, you're like, you know, maybe I'm perfectly balanced in both. What am I, you know? So that's actually tying in with our journey of understanding these masculine feminine roles is all of this, um, you know, gender, um, exploration. And so now, yes, you're right. The feminine energy, which was for so long, um, undermined over overworked, you know, stretched too thin, tried to kind of do everything. I'm going to do this and do that. And, all in the absence of that much-needed masculine energy, because it was, you know, either challenging that in power or it was doing without it. Um, the The feminine kind of had to. It's sort of like this mutating of now I am both. You know, I am I am masculine and feminine, which it, it did it in a wounded way. You know, our our feminine energy did that in a wounded way. That said, I'm both because I have to be, you know, because nothing else is here for that. But now with this beautiful and painful shift that's happening, because, of course, the masculine then feels like, well, where do I fit in? Where Where do I even go with that? And then the masculine had to adapt to that. Well, maybe I'll be less threatening. Maybe I'll try to be the feminine. You know, whatever the masculine has had to do to balance that out and to still have a place to exist. So now what's happening is the feminine in that deburdening, in that, "You know what? I can't do everybody's journey. I don't want to. I can't carry the emotional weight for the masculine. I can't run a relationship for both of us. I can't do it all myself, nor should I. And nor is it good for, you know, the children to, to see this as a model of what they should do. Now the feminine has to open up, has to allow the masculine energy in, it's required. I mean, from ourselves, because many of us and, you know, myself and others, um, we have experienced physical, you know, indications like your body's just going to let you know when you're doing too much, your body's going to let you know, hey, I'm not built to be it all, you know. So women's women's bodies have started letting them know, "No, no, I can't do all this. Um, our psyches, you know, wow, I'm anxious and all these things because we're trying so hard to do all of it. So then there's a painful breakdown in those energies. And of course, now the feminine is rising into this power of, okay, I have power in recognizing. I don't have to do it all. I can just be me and I can receive. And now the masculine is sensing that the masculine energy is sensing that and is rising up into A new state where it's saying, and I'm ready to be with a feminine that is powerful. And so now the next part of this dance uh, as we go as a collective is for the feminine and the masculine to then learn how to stay in that balanced state of power. I'm in my power as the masculine. I'm in my power as a feminine by receiving, by saying, yes, I'm just going to let it all come to me. And then the masculine is saying, and I'm going to feel confident in taking the action I need to take, taking the steps I need to take that are in my higher embodiment. And then we can kind of operate together. It's like, you know, our our goal is to be our higher selves in physical form and be able to live these nice, uh, balanced, but also exciting physical experiences as that. Because what we didn't come here to be was what the ego wants us to be is what we've already been. You know, yeah. we came yeah. here to be over and over. Yeah, we came here to be something completely new. And so, when we talk about things like the new earth or the new, what that is is a new way of existing, which is in our highest frequency, in our highest embodiment, but also in the physical, where we get to play on that playground of earth in our highest embodiment which doesn't mean we're perfect, doesn't mean we're, we don't have problems. It means that we're operating more from love than from fear, more from the light mm-hmm. than from the darkness.
0: It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? An experience a prove that's not only delicious, And use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately, for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen. It's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentus creatine is fantastic there's no fillers no additive pure effective ingredients you can trust trust is everything when it comes to supplements momentous third-party test there's no surprises what you see on the package is what you get so if you're like me you want to feel your body with the best of the best go to live and use the code drg for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products that is l-i-v-e-m-o-m-e-n-t-o-u-s.com with the code drg for your discount we've been doing this dance of like who am I as a man and who are you as a woman or whatever it is at this point, yeah. feminine and masculine. Okay. What is your energy and mine and how does it flow together, yeah. right? And, and it's, it's been an interesting experience because a lot of my past few years has been defining how do I fit or create myself as a man and, and what does it mean to be a man? A lot of questions that I've been asking myself lately. Yeah. And when I think about so many men, The majority that I experience, including most of my life, has been in a wounded masculine. Men who've been wounded. Men who don't know necessarily how to step into a healthy masculine, or men who live in a very wounded masculine and overcompensating, or men who are just completely in their feminine and don't do anything, right? Uh, Why has the consciousness of men gotten here? Is it because of the experience of the feminine, uh, and w- it was adaptable, or or is, does it come from family trauma, societal norms? Why are we here as men, and and where are we going?
1: It's all of the above. You, yes, it's the conditioning. It's the it's what you saw. You think about um, you know the generations we are talking about that many did grow up with mothers who were working, who were being the masculine, so of course they didn't have that feminine to connect with the way they needed to either so they didn't um see that connection from a young age either so um then you go you go back there is karma involved which means you know when you look at us as a collective you can see from spirits perspective where we've been you know we've been for a long long time in dominantly as a collective our masculine energy Now we've shifted into collectively being in our feminine energy. Um, And if you pretend like the earth is a person, you know, you spend a long time in that masculine energy, you spend uh, some time in that feminine energy, you probably need to spend some more in that feminine energy, and then you're going to come into balance. So what we're going to see now is the masculine continuing to nurture their inner feminine mass energies, And their inner feminine hear, I want to say messages, because they're going to continue to hear messages from their inner feminine selves. And that's going to help with the healing that needs to happen of that inner masculine, because they're going to come back into contact, you know, within. When we're talking about harmonious unions between masculine and feminine energies, again, regardless of gender, we're talking about a reflection of what's happening inside. So, if you're a man right now, and you say, "Wow, I really feel like I'm I'm out of touch with my my masculine energy. I don't know what it means to be that. I don't know how to step into that." A big part of that is going to be understanding your inner feminine energy, in complement to that, and understanding what your masculine, what your wounded masculine needs from that feminine. So that's why right now, self-care, self-nurturing, expressing, connecting, men connecting is so important because those are all things that only the feminine has been allowed to have. You think about the, the oppressed experience of the masculine and of course, we all know about the oppressed experience of the feminine, but I'm talking about in an emotionally oppressed way, you know, from, from youth, when little boys are told, literally, you don't express that, you don't show that, it is weak, you don't cry, you know, and now, as as adults, if you are to step into that masculine power, that inner feminine first has to hold that little boy and say, you can cry, you can feel uh, everything you're feeling, the pain, and you can express it and you can nurture it and heal those wounds. And that is part of you stepping into your masculine power. Because if you picture it, it's like that, that feminine within you nursing that wounded masculine warrior back to health, back to power. And so the the real key to stepping into power in the, as a masculine is letting your inner feminine nurture that energy, however that looks like to you. Giving yourself permission mm. you know, to, to experience those things and then stepping into the power of, now I can be in front of the feminine and bring my healed self, my healed masculine self to that.
0: And many men are almost exclusively living in this wounded masculine or this not wounded masculine or masculine at all and just hyper feminine. Yeah. And, and it's sort of like teetering in between. Yeah. But you're saying that the men who need healing really need to connect to their healthy, nurturing feminine okay. within them to hold that warrior. One of the best analogies is is like an open heart with a sword on your back, right? Like yeah. a warrior with an open heart. Yeah. Right? That's when sort of like the masculine has mastered his his ability, his capabilities to, to, to listen with his heart, to feel with his emotions but also protect and and lead and, and have directionality is 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 such a beautiful thing and unfortunately few and far between have I ever experienced men in front of me who embody that energy more so now because this work has been put out there but most men i meet don't fall into that healthy masculine unfortunately but we're moving there mm-hmm. we're moving there and i love the idea of cuz i work with pictures in my head of seeing you know you said that, and I like painted a picture in my head of like this wounded warrior laying on rocks, mm-hmm. and uh, the feminine version of him l- looks like a woman, but the same picture, yeah. but you know, we're nursing him yeah. back to health yeah. so we can embody our truest right. truest uh, selves as men
1: powerfully. but at the same time, just like women, feminine have has feminine has needed feminine like the w- women have have needed to support women. Um, you know, or men holding the ma- the feminine energy of need to support other men doing that. Um, men are now really needing each other. And y- I'm seeing that one way that the masculine is receiving healing is through the younger masculine. I'm seeing a lot of masculines showing up for the younger masculine and, and connecting there and, you know, finding healing in there. Um, but really... Feminine to feminine support, masculine to masculine support is so important. So being the one to be brave, you know, I know it's harder for the masculine than it is for the feminine to connect. You know, feminines can all day long be like, this is what I'm feeling. What about you? But for masculines, (laughs) you know, you do have to be a pioneer when I see and I love seeing a, a masculine energy come to me for a reading, a session or, you know, someone like you who's like, let's talk about this. It's so, um, you're such a leader in ways that are so singular, so, so pioneering, because, you know, the ratio of those who are willing to do that, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't take a, a, a lot of, you know, scary stuff to, to be a feminine and be like, hey, other feminines, we should talk about these things that are, mm-hmm. you know, feeling based. But for a masculine to do that is really brave and really needed. And I'm seeing that for every powerful divine masculine that steps forward and says, hey, let's connect on this. You know, it, the, the healing that ripples out is gonna be so potent, it's so potent, because, you know, that's just gonna make such a, a huge ripple in in that pond of what needs to be healed with the masculine. They have to hear yeah. it
0: from Yeah, and it, it makes us better fathers, right? Like, this is how we show up for our children, whether it's a daughter or a son. It makes us better fathers because the daughter's able to see what a healed man looks like, a man who's able to connect. How many times I've had women sit in my sessions and talk to me and tell me that I love my father, but we never connected. I mean, ever emotionally, ever, but like provided, you know, and and, and was always there to pick them up and, and, and be with them, but never connected emotionally. But like what a gift it is to give someone like a daughter the gift of knowing, hey, look, that we can, I can feel you here. I can be present with you, yeah. right? My heart can be open in this. And my God, imagine a son who who is modeled, and seeing what it is to be a real man, a man who's balancing his masculine and feminine. You know that 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 boy is set up for all the success in the world, all the deep relationships, all the love, right? Um, so that's why I actually I have reached out to you because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going towards fatherhood some point yeah. soon, I, I got to be, I got to be, the, I want to do right by mm-hmm. my children, you know. Yeah and and that's why all the men listening to this show this work is is fundamental fundamental right this is this is on the deepest plane the 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 physical health is downstream you have to do this work yeah. before you have a kid you have to do this work if you have to if you have a kid you have to have done this work yesterday but do it now because not only the world needs it but your children need
1: it yeah and it's important to say you know because we are talking so much about the wounds and the healing and you know, This time that we live in, even though it gets a lot of flack for being a horrible time to live in, because um, we do have a lot of challenges, a lot going on. This time we live in is actually one of the most luxurious, the most luxurious time we've ever known as- from the spiritual and emotional standpoint. I mean, if you look, the reason these wounds are here, the reason that past generations had to operate from survival and fear you know, and, and these things that we inherited were, cause that, that was out of necessity. It, well, they were surviving. They were, they were things to fear. And we live in a time now where yes, there's still fear, but we now have the, the beautiful privilege of getting to sit and heal through these things and talk about them and listen to them and, and soak in all of this spiritual medicine to, to, take us to a higher ground. And I'm telling you right now, uh, the past generations on the other side are watching and marveling at what we get to do to spend time healing, to spend time elevating, because Mm that's certainly nothing they had the luxury of getting to do or even getting a glimpse of. So it's really exciting. Mm
0: -hmm. And and encouraging, right, for so many of us. We go, okay, we're actually in a great time, although we feel a lot of the intensity and pressure Of you know, like sort of like that cocoon experiences where like we're just yeah. being pushed every which way. Like you need to grow. You need it's in your body. Um, it's 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 encouraging to know that we're in a time like that. Um, it, and and we mentioned off air there there's a flow through time, uh, and and that being a you know a construct in itself. But there's a flow through our experience of time, the linearity. What it, it, what, what do you mean by it? Is, is it a seasonal thing mm. where you know, we're sort of more inspired to go into like the spiritual depths of ourselves and then sometimes we're just disconnected. Is there a flow to consciousness in that sense?
1: Yes. So we as humans are all subject to the same energetic tides. If you look at it, it's kind of like weather systems, you know. We all have these weather systems that we live with on the planet. If we're alive on the planet, we're going to have, you know, we're going to be subject to these climates and these systems. With energy, it's the same. We have these um, energies that are sometimes called ascension energies or just spiritual energies, and they come from the universe, however you look at that. you know, Whether you call it God, you call it the universe, you call it um, souls, higher selves. But it, the, the waves of this spiritual energy, this collective um, divine energy, are intended to push us and move us into different levels of growth and expansion. And they're all intended. They are they are moved in you know very intentionally. It's not a chaotic, random thing, although it can feel that way as a human on the ground. So just like we all experience weather differently, you might be there and going, oh, it's snowing here. And I'm here and going, wow, it's warm here. We're going to experience these energies differently.
0: Now let's chat about something crucial. That is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements- We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega threes. And and I really mean it. Omega threes are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega threes for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to It's a quality brand not only just with omegas across their whole line they're extremely transparent every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants and you could check the results for yourself and that's one of my favorite things you can scan the qr code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or in your counter and you can see the results for this quality testing dot com slash drg you're going to get 15 off plus all those freebies
1: so if you are um say we're getting these energies right now of moving into the spring and there's a lot of you're going to see little ticklings of things that you've manifested that you've called into your life consciously or unconsciously you're going to see them start to appear start to to sprout to bud and you're going to see little hints of wow this is coming in this thing that I've manifested. It really is. And you'll see more and more of it that may look one way for you, you know, in a totally different way for, for somebody else, but it's the same energies coming through us. So working with those energies is really beneficial. That's why, you know, when you do get an energy reading or you do look at your birth chart or your human design or whatever it is that you look at, it's going to help you to understand how you can navigate those spiritual energies and move any blocks that you might have within out of the way and work with them. Just like if you were given a curriculum, you know, for your spirit journey. And it's really helpful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's, uh, I, I've had my friend, as soon as you said the word curriculum, it put a, a exclamation mark over my head. My friends Ben and Azra, they're a couple that talk about... Um, souls in and, and our journey here. They're big proponents of psychedelics and, and all this work, but they mention curriculum, soul curriculum. Yeah. And in their book, um, Becoming, with a Q in the middle, uh, they talk about this stuff. And it was like really interesting to me because I was like, wow, I never heard the word curriculum. Yeah. Uh, sort of like we, we, we experience these things and we label them as quote-unquote good. We label them as quote-unquote bad. But they're they're part of the soul experience and and all for the same thing, right? For the remembrance of the embodiment of who we are yeah. in, in human form, as you were talking about. So it's such a beautiful gift even to hear it in different ways because for some people it resonates here. for some people it resonates there. Right. You mentioned a you mentioned a word in in, in this last part that you said, manifesting yeah. right and and look, two thousand and seven. I'm over here in Minnesota in dental school, and uh, someone gives me this CD to watch, and it's called The Secret. And I remember I put in The Secret, and I'm putting it on my DVD player, right? It's not even on, there's no streaming anything, and I'm watching it, and I was like, huh. I was like, this is pretty interesting, right? It spoke to my heart enough that I wanted to follow through with it. And I, I leaned into it. Now, fast forward 10, 15 years where we are now, right, 16 years, and Everyone is, like, talking about manifesting. There's manifestation coaches. You find one in every other block in L.A. And and for some ways, it's been, like, cheapened in many ways, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but but fundamentally and authentically speaking about manifestation, yeah. you know, and sometimes that word is even too cliche, but fundamentally speaking about that, yeah. what, what are the pillars? What, what what is What does that even mean? And what is the power within us to create our experience?
1: Okay. Well, it's... It's really, you can look at it very scientifically if you want to. It's, it's about allowing your physical reality to mirror your inner energy, which, you know, energy e- equals matter. You know, that's a scientific equation. It's like energy and matter are, are directly related, mm-hmm. And that's what we were actually talking about with the relationship mirror thing, too. It's just, you know, if you're if I'm bringing a certain energy to a relationship, it's going to get mirrored to me one way or another. And and I'm going to project out things that, you know, and they're going to see things mirrored to them. So it's the same with um, bringing or inviting things into our reality. It's not about focusing on something and saying that is what I want. I'm going to draw it in because that will fail because, first of all, you're building in lack. You're saying, I don't have that and I want to bring it to me. And secondly, it's not about uh, saying there's something outside of me that I want to bring to me so that I can receive the, the energy of it. It's about saying, I am the energy of this thing. And because I am the energy of this thing, it's going to naturally show up in my environment. It's just going to because I am that energy. So the Mm -hmm. biggest example I can give to you of this type of uh, manifesting its most miraculous is that, you know, I was trying for many, many, many years to have a baby. I was like, I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby. And many years did every approach in the book, every kind of spiritual thing I could uh, and medical and everything else. And it wasn't until something clicked and I said instead and started embodying, I am a mother. I am a mother and I'm inviting my child into my reality. I'm a mother and I'm just waiting. Okay, child, you show up. I'm the, I'm your mother. And then it it could happen because it wasn't about the saying, I want a baby, want a baby built in all of this. Like where, you know, how do I get it? And it lets the mind get involved. But when you tell the mind, hey, I'm already this, then it, the mind gets out of the way. And your energy can come in. The only thing that ever prevents something that from coming into our reality is our mind blocks, and the and sometimes those are built in. You know, uh, deep deep wounds, of course, mm-hmm. and our soul journeys. So you do have to have respect for what your journey is. But even if your journey is one that say um, you are in this lifetime are going to live a life of poverty. If you align with, I am you know, wealthy, I am abundant, you're going to live abundantly. You're going to, you know, you might be poor technically, but you're still going to have everything you need. You're going to live abundantly because you're aligning with the ways the universe brings that into you. Because the other piece of manifesting is the releasing. That's the piece nobody really mentions. The, the releasing part is to say, I am drawing this in and it's going to be this or something better that the universe Mm -hmm. has in store for me. So when you say that, or something better, that takes your own mental limitation off of it. It has to look like this. So that's when you can say, you know, I might not have any money, but I want to be abundant. I want to be wealthy. And then suddenly I find myself not paying for a meal for a month, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, I might not have gotten a million dollar check, but somehow this just kept happening because I'm in flow with the universe. So that's, that's the the true definition of manifesting. It's being that energy mm. and allowing it to show up in your reality because you know that it is meant for you. Because nothing is not meant for you.
0: I am that energy already. That's important to understand. Versus right. I want yeah. the desire versus the embodiment. Yeah. Um, I and I'm totally in alignment with that. And I mean, after in 2007 when I saw that secret, I was like, this is interesting. And then I started just self-teaching myself some quantum physics, and I wanted to learn about, well, what is the science of consciousness? And and I soon learned that there'll never be a science of consciousness, because the more we try to condense the uncondensable, the more it slips through our fingers. It's impossible. Yeah. We will never understand that. With that said, I know I've had few things in my life that have been ironclad experiences where I go, okay, if I change my experience with Blank, so too will my experience be different. So, uh, breaking those, and you mentioned about abundance, yeah. uh, you know, I, it wasn't only embodying that I had uh, more money in my account back when I came out of school than was truly there and, and, and gifting myself a green juice that was overpriced, right? Uh, but also was breaking down the stories mm. with abundance. What is the money story back then? And we're using money just as a piece here. And I, I said this mantra, I love money, money loves me. I let money go, I let money grow, yeah. and I let money come back and flow. So while embodying with action the things that told my body and the world around me that, yes, I can afford, yeah. I also was breaking down the scarcity uh, of the experience yes. that I've had growing up around money. Yeah. So
1: and the other reason, those
0: two have been transformative.
1: Yeah, the other reason that that manifesting works so well is because you included love, which is manifestation fuel, you know. If you're trying to manifest, but you don't really believe that you're loved, you know, you don't really believe the universe loves you and wants and wants you to 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 have a wonderful experience of life, then you're gonna sabotage yourself every time. But you saying, you know, this loves me and and I love it, and we're we're, you know, that love is sort of the secret ingredient. You know, if you say, um, I'm safe to to manifest and open up to everything good that's coming to me because spirit loves me or the universe loves me or money loves me or whatever it is, I love me, mm. then it can come to you. Yeah.
0: It, it, and sometimes that's a tall task mm. to believe it's so benevolent yeah. because the most unconditional thing that we experience are our parents. Yes. But sometimes parents love with condition on a spectrum, right? And sometimes it could be really, really tough parents. Sometimes we have parents who are trying their best, but, you know, have so much trauma. Yeah. You know, and then that's our experience with love. So how can, if the two people who are supposed to love me the most, how can I trust that anything else unseen even loves me more? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's beautiful to to think, because then, then comes faith, right? right?
1: Well, and the leap Truly of, having faith. The leap of faith is the saying, I'm going to give the universe a chance to show me. And this is where um, my role is so fun, because what I do is about talking to the universe, or talking to spirit, or talking to your higher self. And literally saying, hey, show me, you know, my um, most given out mantra that spirit gave to me years ago is, I don't know, please show me, I'm ready, and thank you. It's just 10 words, because when you say, I don't know, it takes the mind out of the equation. You say, okay, spirit, or guides, or higher self, I don't know. I don't, my mind does not know how this is going to happen. And then the next is, please show me, please show me how it's going to happen. I don't know. Please show me how today I'm abundant. Please show me how today, you know, I'm receiving exactly what I'm asking for. Show me a sign. And then the third thing is I'm ready because then we, when we say I'm ready, you'll feel nervous. You know, you'll feel like, uh-oh, I just mm. did something. <laughs> if you really say I'm ready to something that you haven't before, you're like, ew, it's going to happen because your inner knowing knows. And then thank you because the gratitude flow is so important. Mm.
0: That's so powerful. Okay, so... For the viewers and listeners who go, okay, that sounds all well and good. I'm in a relationship. I don't know if we're growing. Um, I heard about this manifestation thing. Where are one to three ways we could start doing? What are some things daily that we can start to begin this process of self reflection, connecting to spirit, connecting to the universe, connecting to all the goodness that we deserve? Okay.
1: The number one thing is to pay attention to what your thoughts your energy and your body are doing and telling you because your energy and your body and your emotions are never wrong. They're never wrong. And only your thoughts can be wrong or false, right? So when you notice yourself having a lot of negative thoughts in a relationship, if you're like, man, this is just, oh, that's going to be an indicator because you're going to know I'm out of flow. Because if I was in flow with spirit, my guidance, my heart, Um, my body, then I would be listening and I would be getting things that were leading me in a positive direction. But this negative loop I'm in tells me that I'm in my head. So that's the number one thing is notice what are your thoughts doing? Where's your energy going toward? It's sort of like if you have a hose and you're trying to water your garden and you're like, no water's coming out of this hose. And you look and there's holes all in it and no water can go through it. That's all the negative thoughts, all the things that are kind of, you know, Poking holes in that source of everything that's trying to come through to help you. So when you patch it up, you've got your garden. Everyone can enjoy it. You can enjoy it. But it's important to see where those energy leaks are happening. Because if you're putting energy into, say, someone, and they're always bringing you down. They're always, man, I just feel horrible in this relationship. Pay attention to that. If your body is setting you alarms, like, man, I, I, you know, I spend time with them or I... Um, you know, I think about it and I get headache or I feel sick or whatever. Your body's not wrong. Your body's never wrong. And that's a mantra I actually had to develop after years of kind of trying to fix what my body was trying to tell me. I finally developed just saying, Hey, you're not wrong, body. I'm listening. What do you want me to know? You know, cause it's your best divination tool. It's your best way of knowing mm. what your energy is doing. And then, then redirecting your energy toward what you do want and your thoughts and your words. So say you're in that relationship and you feel stuck, you can say, okay, this dynamic is not working for me anymore. I I have no idea what to do about it, but I am going to align with what I do want. That's when you start writing down. This is what I want a partnership to look like. This is what I want to bring to a partnership. Then you start asking for those guidance, whether it's, you know, just your higher guidance, whatever it is saying, okay, please show me the next steps in moving toward this. You'll see the next steps. Maybe the next step is an argument you have with this person. You can observe. You can listen. What are they showing me for me? One of the handiest tools I have is if I'm going to have a conversation with someone and maybe we're not getting along or I'm kind of nervous, fight or flight in their energy, I'll ask, okay, please show me what I need to see from this interaction. And then I'll have the conversation. Because then Mm. I can be in observing mode and you know, even if they're straight up attacking me or something really, you know, I can say, All right, this is showing me that I'm not safe, you know, in this or this is showing me yeah. that I need to change something. So really paying attention to to what your own body and then if you get into, you know, what is my little child inside me feeling and that, you know, kinda gets a little deeper into inner childhood. But mm. yeah, pay attention to yourself.
0: It- Easy, easy interventions, right? This is what I heard. It was nothing like a two thousand dollar intervention where I have to buy this new device to measure me every single day to make sure I'm on track. It's it's literally going within and taking a moment and being like, where do I, where am I at? Taking taking inventory of where you're at, feeling how you feel, taking audit of your life. So all of these pieces so important. Um, okay, so we've worked together. Anyone who wants to reach out to you, tell us a little bit about your work.
1: Thank you. Um, well, I, I am an intuitive reader and energy intuitive. And so when we have a session, I'm going to, or even if it's just, um, you know, you let me know you want some messages and I'm going to feel into your energy. We don't even have to be looking at each other. I'm feeling into and asking what's your, what your energy is showing. So where are you blocked? Um, what messages are coming through to help you move those? So for example, if you are saying, you know, I really, I'm unhappy in my job, but I don't know what to do. I can feel into your messages around, you know, okay, what's keeping you here? What? Oh, energetically, you have this abundance block. It says you have to hold on to this and, you know, and help you to recognize what your own energy is telling you needs to shift so you can go in the direction you want to go into. You know, it's in the old days, readings and things like that were kind of. For entertainment like oh what are the messages and ooh, that's mysterious yeah. you know oh yeah. and and now it's more for me in my work it's more about how can you use these messages how can you use your own um you know whether it's coming from someone on the other side or a, a spirit guide or your own higher self or your energy how can you use it as a tool of awareness Kind of like the direction that medicine has gone into, you know. Understand, like heal thyself, so that you can understand what's going on with you, you know. And that's what it's about. Mm -hmm.
0: Beautiful, powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't be talking about this stuff on my show if it hasn't helped my life. If it wasn't profound, if it wasn't just bringing so much awareness and acknowledgement of things that I felt in my body. And, and, you know, I put my business partner on to you, my 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 loved ones, you know, so everyone go check it out. If you want to really connect to some stuff, see what's holding you back, get some really powerful messages. It's amazing stuff. Um, and and your Instagram, your website, you have anything that uh, we can follow?
1: It'd be great um, if you go to my website. It's got links to everything else. And it's India And that's I N D I A L E I G H dot com.
0: Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much, India Lee, for coming on the show, dropping these spiritual knowledge gems for every single person. Listen, everyone, connect to yourself. Take an inventory on your relationship. Feel into your body. Get awareness around what blockages are holding you back from your greatness, man. Your soul is here to do great things. And let's just get back in alignment. We'll feel good when we're doing it. I promise you that. Thank you, India, for being on the show. All the love. Thank you. Thank you.